Welcome to today's episode of Dum Dum Die, an original D&D adventure hosted by me, Carla, your GM, as well as these amazing players who we are going to say their names now because you've already met them, starting from Wednesday. Hi, I'm Wednesday. I'm playing Xantelarian, the sexy rogue. Hi, my name is Nicole and I'm playing Darby. Hello, my name is Kirsten and I'm playing Oriole. Hi, I'm Chris and I'm playing Raindrin, a.k.a. Rain. Cool. So if you are still here and you haven't listened to episode one, we're going to help you. And one of our characters is going to explain the experience of episode one now. We began our journey at John Green's Tavern, ye old drinking place, and met Rain, who came from the town of Lysifin, where all the men have gone missing. And we are currently on our way with horses and Darby walking at the back towards the town of Lisbon, where an old gnome lady says her son has gone missing. Great. So also remember to listen to episode one to find out Oriel's fascination with horses. I'm sure it'll be something that'll come up quite often in the podcast. So as we move on to playing, as they do indeed are heading towards Lifferson, which is the nearest town to their town of Ristrin. And we have on the one horse blue, we have the dwarf Rain. On the second horse, we have Oriel and Xantelarian. And then walking behind, quite sadly, is Darby, our half orc. Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> All right. Are you going to do anything or just head towards it? Guys. Yes. We forgot our supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Dobby, what kind of real man needs supplies? Where we go, we will find. Mine are just back there in the wagon. What are we going to eat? You would notice that you do have some rations on you, probably three days worth, but Lifferson is maybe half a day's ride away. So... Unless you eat a lot, but considering you only weigh 70 kilograms, I'm sure you're not the, the most heartiest of eating orcs. So you do have rations. Never mind. Says Darby as he realizes he has rations in his backpack. From out of nowhere, a sudden thought occurred to Darby. Zan? 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 Zan, I'm hungry. Zan, I'm hungry. Again? Yes. Just take it. Just take it. I am generous and kind to all women folk, be they related or not. Here, Oriel, take Thanks. my rashes. She starts eating <laughs> a piece of bread that he's given her. Okay, good. I was just checking. Not all the rations? No, <laughs> no just a piece of bread. Okay, so as you are still heading toward Lifferson, eating or not eating rations, as it may be, just note down on your sheets if you do or do not have rations left over. In the half-day trip to Lifferson, how much rations did you eat? One slice of bread. So I'm going to say that's half a ration <laughs> because you're a half-elf and that seems like a lot of food. <laughs> I do not encourage food shaming, guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> food shaming is wrong. Rain the dwarf, are you eating any of your rations? Um, no. 
because Rain always carries a little bit of moonshine um, with her, so she's just going to have a drink, and she's okay most of the time. So she's not going to complain. So Rain is rationing out her rations. She's rationing out her rations. With alcohol. She's done, she's done this before. <laughs> this, is not, this is not her first road trip. It's not her first rodeo. <laughs> is there such a thing as don't drink and ride? Uh, not in not in fantasy times. If you did drink and ride, you were a hero. Just Fair generally, enough. as long as you don't fall off your horse, that is your. <laughs> but Blue seems to assist Rain Rain with this, and walking at quite a quite a jaunty trot <laughs> towards Lifferson. So, um, unless you're going to do anything else, you guys arrive in Lifferson quite easily. It's you've been there a couple of times before. It's. A slightly bigger town than yours. It still has no none of the religious um, uh, areas or temples. But there's a tavern, there's a blacksmith, there's actually a grocer, which is bizarre because most people just mainly eat meat. Um, and then there's a couple of houses of the people who live there, as well as there's a stable and an apothecary. Onward, companions, to the tavern. All right, let's go. It's down this way. So we're going to take a right at the end of the road and just ask for... We, we need to see Carassus. Carassus, as Rain looks at her notes. <laughs> <laughs> While riding a horse and drinking moonshine. <laughs> Rain is very talented. <laughs> All right. So you pull up beside the tavern. Darby walks up quite dusty from from the travel and the tavern is slightly larger than the old drinking pub it has green um green banners around it as the tavern is called the greenwood the the towns are not very imaginative around here so what do you do dismount hmm? oriel does not dismount so Aurel remains on her horses with her horse fetish. Good. Good. Rain also dismounts. Rain dismounts. Roll acrobatics for me. <laughs> I did forget. Fifteen. Rain, surprisingly agile, jumps off the horse with... Who does the sister, if you look closely, and jumps off, stands quite jauntily as she dismounts. Darby, what are you doing? Darby just keeps walking into the tavern. Darby walks into the tavern. As you walk into the tavern, you'll see that there are about five women huddled around a fireplace. And behind the bar is a large woman. Uh, the woman, are, the one behind the bar is a human. The, one behind, the five huddled are mixed races. So one's a halfling, one's a human. And there is actually an orc there, a female orc, and then the other two are also human. The five huddled around the fireplace seem quite distraught, quite distraught. And uh, the barmaid also seems perturbed. There's not a lot of um, loud talking. The, everyone is discussing in quite a hushed tone, but they do sound quite urgent from far. I'm still outside. Don't look at me. <laughs> so that is what Darby is <laughs> Are you going to do anything? Howdy, ladies. Can I have a drink? 
as she <laughs> booms that heart in the tavern. Let me just roll some dice. One of the halflings faint. Oh. <laughs> By turning and looking at Dobby the half orc wizard, um, the bar lady comes from behind the bar and she says, uh, "Don't mind them. Sorry, uh, we we haven't seen men in a in a while." And she goes to fan the fan <laughs> the one who fainted away. Zantelarian gets ready to enter the tavern his best pose, and he has taken his hood off to display his hair. Okay, he's going to for his magical hair. <laughs> As it glints in the sunlight. Fifteen. 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 <laughs> so on the fifteen, as you uh, start to prepare yourself to walk in, you manage to, with a few shakes of your hand, drop any dust that you picked up on the road, as well as your hair is glinting in the sunlight. And you know if you walk through the door and open the door wide enough, the light will continue to shine through on your hair as you step through. Excellent. I am going to make sure that I stick my arm out quite far so that the door opens quite wide. You do so. Are you stepping through? Yes, I am. As Antelarian steps through, some dice rolling. Okay. The half-orc faints. The half-orc woman faints. And as she turns and sees a shining semblance of a man, of a half-elf man, stepping through the door, his hair glinting in the sunlight, his clothing immaculate, but not too, too immaculate that you would think he's a wussy, like... Sexy, unimmaculate, immaculate. That's bad a very good boy, description. But still clean. That's, yes, yes. The bad boy that you could introduce to your half old mother and father. <laughs> all right. Um, the the barmaid looks at the half orc who just fainted, and she realizes she's been trying to fan the the halfling awake with her hands. She goes behind the bar and gets like like a breadboard. To fan the, the half orc woman awake. <laughs> and she's like, who, who are you? Madam, we are here to save you. Save us from who? Well. Oh, you mean you're here to save the men? Oh, good. That's what you are. Great. Okay, well, let me just wake everyone up and then we can have a discussion. Is that what you're here for? I knew I, would, I could trust Rain to get someone to help us. Zantelarian is quite deflated. <laughs> the glint of his hair seems to have dampened slightly as the door has swung a little bit shut, as it has so on his dreams. <laughs> Rain finally walks into the tavern, but as she is about to walk in, Santalarian's door hits her in the face. <laughs> God damn it, Zant! Uh, she pushes open the door, at which wafts past your hair, which actually blows Santalarian's hair like in his face, and he looks a bit unkempt. Now. So not so much the bad boy you can introduce to your mother anymore. <laughs> <laughs> From the gust of wind as rain enters into the, the tavern. I leave you guys alone for two minutes and y'all have the whole place falling apart. What the hell's happening? Uh, Carassus says to you, because you recognize the barmaid as Carassus. Oh, no, no, no. They've said they've come here to help. Sorry. Uh, 
these are the slightly more faint of heart women. We we haven't seen men for about a week and a half, and uh, they were just surprised. We we had no idea. I I had thought, and she tries to whisper to you, but she is standing across the bar. She's like, "You would bring women, but we're fine with them." <laughs> and she like looks at Zantalarian and <laughs> at Darby. <laughs> Pull yourself together, caresses. <laughs> she, as she's like really trying to waft the hawk away. She's actually quite swe- sweating quite profusely because it is tough work. She's like, <sighs> and she continues. What are you doing, Oriel? I'm still sitting on the horses, just talking to Big Dipper and Little Dipper. Okay, roll animal handling because now the owner is no longer there and the, the owner has left. <laughs> Uh, 21. At 21, for a moment, the horses were like, oh, we have been left with her alone. But that's okay. She's really nice. It's <laughs> nice to be petted by her. So soft. <laughs> All right. So Oriel is remaining on the horses. Well, on one horse. If she could sit astride two, she would be a very large hopper. <laughs> Really lovely. Yeah, she's uh, like reaching out to really one. Really good acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the three of you are in the tavern. Um, the halfling that fainted looks like she's coming around. Uh, the half orc, no, nothing is going to happen. So Caressus is sweating profusely and she is very much tired. So she sort of drops the the breadboard because she's not paying attention because she's looking at the three of you. So she's wafting, wafting, wafting and she drops the breadboard on the half orc's face who wakes up. So the halfling is coming about and the halfling um, sits up and the half orc stands up and they open their circle to include you if you'd like to join and sit by them. Why, thank you, ladies. It would be an honour to sit with those such as yourselves. The, the half-orc looks at you and is like, I could take care of you. I'm certain, madam. Damn straight. And she leans back and she looks at the other woman like, see what I did there? See what I did there? I flirted. <laughs> it, was, it was epic. <laughs> Um, from inside the tavern, Rain shouts out at Oreo, Oreo, get your, get in here. <laughs> you need to hear this. Do I have to? Yes. Now get down. Leave my horses alone. Fine. <laughs> and she gets off the horses. The horses seem sad that you're leaving. I seem sad that I'm leaving too. <laughs> as a beautiful departing shot happens as Oriel enters the tavern, some hear a sad whinnying to the sound of violence, sad violence playing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Tristan always replaces my sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure he doesn't replace this one. Thanks, thanks, thanks for saving that one. <laughs> So uh, as you walk in, you see uh, a a bunch of six women sitting 
near the fireplace. There's a half-orc, there's three humans and two halflings. And you see Zantelarian also heading towards sitting there. And Darby is still standing near the entrance. And Rain is standing by the door where she shouted at you for. She goes and stands behind Rain. So you just stepped through the threshold. Yeah. And you're peeping at the woman. And she just goes, because, I mean, Rain's a lot shorter than her. So she'll just stand behind her as like a form of protection, like a human shield, well, well a dwarf shield. Well, you are dwarven shield up to your belly button. So, yeah. I mean, all the important bits are protected as a female, of course. <laughs> uh, hi. Uh, Carassus, so the, a human looks at you and she's like, Okay, we can we can work with we can work with this. Is this everyone, Rain? This is everybody. Come on, let's go sit down, Oriel. And she follows Rain. You all find chairs around the fireplace. The fireplace is quite warm. Um, it's been burning for like four hours, maybe. So it's heading down to the embers, and so they've been here a long time. They've been here a long time. Uh, Caresses looks at everyone and she's like, well, I'm unsure what Rain has told you. I, I, didn't, I didn't have much time to give her a lot of information. Uh, as you can see, some of the town is quite distraught at that one of the other human women bursts into sobs. And she's like, yes, we all know, Sarah, that Paul is missing. He, everyone is missing, Sarah. And she visibly shakes herself and says, apologies, it's, it's been a tough, tough week and a half. Um, what has happened is our, our village, as you know, we supply a lot of the, the vegetables and the wheat and the maize for, for a lot of the surrounding towns, including yours of Ristrin. So about a week and a half ago, our men went out to go and cultivating, fetch the crops. Um, so our four farmers went out. Yes. And you hear the sobbing. She's like, yes, we know Paul was a farmer. We know he was the first to go missing. Calm down, Sarah. She shakes herself again. And you see the other, other woman... Half heart, the woman nearest Sarah, half heartedly patting her because you can see they've heard this, the sobbing for a long time. If you look closely at Sarah's face, she actually seems to have stained tear tracks on her face. Um. Uh, so when they didn't return after a day, we we sent out some more, some more um, people to go and look. Uh, however, when Whenever we sent men, they would disappear. We, we sent a party after, the, after this third set of um, men disappeared. We sent a party of mixed men and females. And the woman on that party seemed to have just lost sight of the men. And, and so all our men have disappeared, which... <coughs> yes, Sarah, we know! It is a tragedy for more reasons than the fact that they also are some of my best customers. But um, 
we we worry for their safety. We worry for their safety. And yes, especially Pauls. Especially Pauls. <laughs> Eventually, the the one um, human takes Sarah forcefully and is like, "Come, darling, let's 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 take you home." This is obviously too um, traumatic for you. As as Sarah allows herself to be led away. Fades off into the distance as they leave the dam. <laughs> um, our uh, our compatriot here, and she points to the half orc who was flirting with Zantelar. <laughs> uh, bigger was on one of the outskirts, um, one of the parties looking for the men where they lost sight of the men. Um. I'm sure Rain told you there'll be some gold if you if you help us return some of the men. And and then she she almost immediately begins to say, Yes, especially Paul and then she realizes Sarah has <laughs> left. It's just like, oh thank God. <laughs> um so I'm unsure if you would like any more information. I'm I'm sure Bigan will be absolutely happy. Willing to help you. And then at that, Biggin looks at Zantelarian and gives him a wink, but it moves forcibly moves her entire body to the right as she tries to wink with her right eye and her head goes and her shoulder goes. She nearly falls off her chair, but she writes herself in. And she looks quite impressed with, with how that went. Um, Zantelarian winks back. You did what? Um, <laughs> she doesn't notice it. <laughs> you know, obviously wasn't how you wink. <laughs> okay. Well, Lady Carassus, since you have mentioned gold, we will definitely assist you. Although I must say, it is the heartbreak that Sarah is suffering that really leads me to want to rescue all your menfolk. Let me guess, you're going to go offer to comfort her? At that, all the women start laughing and are like, and that'll never happen. <laughs> Rain, you and I, maybe we just need to get over this. I can understand the appeal. Begin starts leaning forward on her chair. Oriel starts laughing. <laughs> never in your life. Uh... Carassa sees uh, Biggin leaning forward and she's like, perhaps it's best if we uh, get to get to um, sending you out to find our men because every day is a day extra that they've been lost. Yes, yes. Darby, my friend, prepare your spells. Let us away to prepared. rescue these menfolk. Uh, uh, one, of the, one of the halflings mumbles to, the, to another human and says, did she say spells? the half then there's a little bit of tittering I am prepared in okay Oriel reaches into her pack and brings out a pair of handcuffs because she has a Dungeoneers pack and <laughs> okay wait in the Dungeoneers pack there are handcuffs I think there are handcuffs there's binders okay okay cool just to confirm Ooh, and then she slowly it. starts walking to Zantelarian and tries to handcuff him to her Okay, roll sleight of hand. 13. Uh, Biggin sees you heading towards a Zantelarian carrying handcuffs 
and she steps in front of you and she says, I've claimed him. He's my cousin. That's gross. He's Why are you Bob- trying to handcuff your cousin? That's gross. You said all the men went missing. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'll handcuff him to me. She takes her handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to try and resist? Definitely. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to say... Dobby's going to help. Dobby's going to help. You're just going to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say then I'll give you a strength advantage. Because <laughs> she's going to try and grab you. And, uh, like, she's... She's not a half orc wizard. She is very clearly a half orc fighter. <laughs> oh wow, natural twenty. Yes. Which you seem to dodge. <laughs> as as begins like, I'll cuff him to me. <laughs> you, as you see the cuffs come, you slide your arm out and you manage to just brush brush her hand enough that she she giggles and pulls her hand and the handcuffs away from you. And and then she looks embarrassed and goes and sits down. But she she puts the handcuffs in her in her satchel and oh, she like crazy. pats it possessively and like oh I remember this girl crazy. As as you see Zandalera and you see from and everyone else sees Darby from behind reaching his half orc hands to also try and get in the mix of the handcuff situation, and Darby is basically now hugging you from behind. The rest of the women start laughing and they're like, of course Biggin would like him. <laughs> Can I please have my binders back? Biggin looks at you. She's like standing there with her hand out. <laughs> Even sitting, your hand is about the height of Biggin's face. She looks at you. She opens her, her mouth and you see the, the yellowed fangs that she has. And she's like... No. She bows her head and walks away. <laughs> All right. You want to go? Uh, yes, we want to go. Dobby, uh, please. Uh, a little handsy, buddy. A, l- a little handsy. You like her, don't you? The woman start laughing even more. Biggin's not impressed. I'm not really certain how to respond to that. Uh... Usually I'm a ladies' man, but I guess since you're not very, uh... Keyword being usually, and she winks at Zan. <laughs> so she winks at him from behind his back, and she encircles him. I mean, as he encircles him, apologies, Nicole. So he. It's a he. I apologize. <laughs> Um, you feel <coughs> a winking at your back. You just no- assume that uh, Dobby is winking uh, at you. Oriole, or- Oriole, a, a little help here. Uh, uh, just. <coughs> and she stands and she puffs up her chest and then she like strolls to Dobby and she's like, release my cousin. Are you going to try and Please. <laughs> <laughs> or what? You don't want to see me when I'm angry. All the women are you're enjoying this immensely. They are sitting back. You're pretty, and you see Caracas is, is looking at the bar, looking at you, and then she's starting to sort of nudge one of the other women who is like trying to head towards the bar, but keeping her back away from your fracas so that she can continue watching the fracas as she heads towards the bar. 
Rain is also enjoying this tremendously. So she takes out her little alcohol reserves and starts pouring for everyone. Enjoy the show, (laughs) y'all. Cups magically appear. (laughs) No, okay. She she takes a sip and passes it along. Cool. Perfect. Dobby. Oreo. Please don't make me do this. Do what? This is, she kind of like looks away and casts. But when she casts, it's, it's kind of like a, a natural thing that just happens. Like she's getting emotional that her cousin is now trapped by someone that's not her. Okay. Um, Weird. Good. And she, she tries to shock and grasp him. So she's like, touches him to give him a shock. So Oriole is standing um, slightly away from uh, Zantanarin and Dobby, who is still holding on to Zantanarin. By the way. And, and Oriel is pulling her hand close to her chest, and she's like, oh, no, please don't make me do this. And as she reaches up, like, one finger, and then her hand expands to open all hands, and she closes her eyes a little bit, but she's still trying to squint so that she can touch Dobby. Okay. <laughs> Ding! Uh, and then... Make a melee spell attack. Okay. 10 plus 6 is 16. 16 will hit. Does that hit your armor class? Yeah, her armor class is 11. (laughs) But can I just say, Zan is standing in front of me. Zan is, but she didn't roll badly enough that she missed. Well, damn you. (laughs) So she hits you. Shit. And... There's two damage. As you feel a sharp, short, intense electrical shock to your arm, you take two damage and you pull your hands away from Zantelarian. Uh, the woman who was heading towards the bar comes back, sits next to Rain, and is holding a bowl of, uh, of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> she says, oh... She whispers to, to Ray. I think so. And then she, she heads back towards the bowl with the potatoes. Where are you Those going? are obviously the, only the story potatoes. They only get you <laughs> when a story is happening. It's like a potato popcorn. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, uh, how closely did you look at the bowl? Who, me? Yes, yeah. Well, I was about to reach for them before she moved them away. As she moved them away, you, because your fingers just grasp one, you realize it's probably still kind of raw potato. That has just been. (laughs) Did you not have time to cook these? (laughs) She's wandering back towards the kitchen and then Caressus leans over and says, We don't get many stories, we weren't prepared. Had no um. time to boil the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we went for bed. Uh, Biggin looks at Oriel, who's just shocked um, Dobby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You made me do it. And then she hides behind Rain again. <laughs> Who is, uh, flask has now returned to her much lighter than it left. <laughs> Oriel, you are lucky I don't just come and whip you. And then the, some of the, one or two of the ladies <laughs> at 
actually you seem quite intrigued by this idea. <laughs> it looks like it's gonna start again, y'all. <laughs> and then the potato potato ball carrier, who had just taken it back to behind the bar, lifts them again and looks quizzically at Karatsis. And she's like, no, enough of this. You guys and you ladies all need to go find our men. And yes, especially Paul. <laughs> you need to go find them and find them now. Get what you need and go. And then, and then she looks at the potato holding woman who, who looks quite sad. And she's like, and then we will boil the potatoes for when they return. <laughs> okay, the show is over, y'all. Um, do we need supplies? How long do you think we're gonna be gone? Should we gain anything? We just uh, we just need some moonshine. That's true. Biggin uh, looks at their satchel and is pulling out. Biggin has a grappling hook. Biggin has the binders. Biggin has a tent. Biggin has like <laughs> ten days of rations. Biggin is prepared. And she's like, "I'm good, and you'll be good. The rest of you, I don't know." And she and she looks at the half orc wizard, and she's like, "I will protect you. You are small and puny. <laughs> <laughs> you are like child orc. I will look after child orcs." Well, Zan doesn't like big orcs. She leans down over yeah. you. Oh my god, <laughs> you're gonna get smacked. And she's like, "Did your mom not teach you to respect lady orc?" Well, my mom taught me how to cast a few spells on big orcs like you. And Biggin lifts her hand and she says, Good thing not my child. And she waves her hand at you. Which, and when you see her hand next to your face, you figure it's about the size of your face. Her hand. And she pulls back and she's like, Let's go. Excellent. Don't take it hard. You know, friend, uh, you're not puny. I, I know. Maybe a little short. He's lucky I didn't just pull out my wand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because yeah, you see, it's all in her hand, like like quite quite um quite fancy as like as she waves her wand uh, of her half orc wizard. <laughs> Uh, Biggin is waiting by the door for everybody. Hold on. Need to get some more moonshine supplies. And Oriel, do you need anything else? <clears throat> Sam? Yes, of course, Oriel. You may have my rations. As a thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and she's like, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, then. I just need to go get some potatoes. <laughs> Carassus walks with you to the kitchen because she's going to give you the potatoes. Um, and she says, uh, quite softly, um, you need to watch the, the men in your party. They have been going missing even in, even in parties where there are males and females. I don't know what could be taking them. Hopefully it's... Hopefully for... You know, for all intents and purposes, hopefully they were all eaten by bears. But perhaps it could be something worse. So I'd, I would keep tabs on them. All right. We'll keep them close. 
and she hands you potatoes, which she takes out of the bowl that the tavern woman was holding. <laughs> and the tavern woman looks quite upset. And she's like, we will get more potatoes. Calm down. <laughs> Calm yourself, woman. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, wait, could I get some of uh, that moonshine? You mean that which you gave us as supplies? Well, yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, it would be at a 20% uh, increase in price since we have now taken it on. Caracas is a very savvy businesswoman. It's like, are you for real? <laughs> yes, yes. Please roll persuasion <laughs> if you're going to try and haggle her. 14, 15, 17. <laughs> <laughs> at, an, at an 18 on the die, she already beat you. So as you try to convince her that you gave her that moonshine, she she seems very, I mean, this is how the business world works. You give her stock, she sells you back your stock, which you will sell back to her eventually. It's just a beautiful circle of life and of gold. <laughs> Less and it's less a of <laughs> Fan. You so uh, take um, take five gold pieces off your off your monies as she gives you uh, a smallish cask of your own moonshine. Do I have money? No. I don't have money. You do have money. She just hasn't written it. <laughs> you don't tell Jim you don't have money. Yeah, you have you money. just haven't written it down. I haven't written it down. Yeah. No. Oh, dear. oh, my bad. No. <laughs> it, 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 happens to, it happens to the best of us. I appreciate you get XP for being honest about what you do or do not have on your character sheet. You're my favorite. <laughs> Aw, I want to be the favorite. You were my favorite earlier. Whoever has the XP is my favorite. <laughs> it's like a passing XP. <laughs> passing XP. Um, sorry, side, um, out, out of game question. Mm -hmm. What is an XP? So XP is an experience point. So how um, Dungeons & Dragons works is you level up. Uh, there's a certain amount of experience points you need to reach mm -hmm. to level up your character. However, um, oh, and then in the monsters manual, which is the manual for DMs, which gives them monster ideas to throw at players, you can see how much each monster is worth for XP. However, when I GM, I don't give, um, I'll level you up when I think it's story appropriate because uh, otherwise some players turn into... For want of a better word, there's a technical term for it called murder hobos, where they just murder everything because they're like, oh, if I kill this person, it will give me XP, and then I can level up and be even more murder hobo-y. So <laughs> I don't think you players would be like that, but I just prefer leveling people up with stories. So um, when I say I'm giving you XP, it's mainly as a joke and as, as a... As a nod of like, yes, you did well, oh, okay. but it doesn't mean anything. So okay. you did well, but not well enough to mean anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's just basically saying, you're my favorite. Uh, Good job. Thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> no like on Facebook. <laughs> yes, I like this message. I approve this message. Okay. Zantalarian gives a, a very flourishy bow um, and he grabs Oriol as he walks out the door. And he's like, well, come on, let's go then. Begin steps through the door so that she's on the other side when you step through. You guys stepped outside. Your horses are have wandered slightly down the road because they weren't tied to anything. But they're still there. So, 
Oriel gives a whistle to the horses. Animal handling. Don't fail me now. These are not your horses. <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> as Oriel, she tries, makes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. As she tries to whistle for the horses, she instead blows them a raspberry, which the horses turn back. And liking Oriel as they do now, they return. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, Oriole? <laughs> Says Rain as she walks out with her two mini casks of moonshine. I'm communicating. Darby, what are you doing? Darby is walking right behind Rain. Perfect. Right. Everyone stands right behind Rain. I don't think that's how you get right as Rain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, ciao, me, I'm funny. <laughs> You're going to have a sound effect going, aww. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, so what are you doing? Your horses are slightly slightly down the road um, with, with the car. No, you left the wagon. Yes, you left the wagon. the wagon. So they're slightly down the road. Um, not far. I mean, you could get to them in like five feet. But they are doing very um, annoying like horse slips. The <laughs> which you think is them trying to blow a raspberry, but you... Vegan <laughs> looks at the horses, looks at Oral, and then whispers to Darby... Which comes out as a boom. She's like, party very rude. Them horses, not right. English very bad, not right. Biggin lifts her hand. <laughs> and with the two, she doesn't seem that scary outside of the tavern. <laughs> outside the tavern, you're like, She's like, just like all the half uh, orcs in your village. I mean, you're very used to half of big half orcs trying to convince you and do stuff. So she doesn't seem... And you realize now in the light that her hand is not as big as your face. It's slightly smaller. <laughs> Which makes all the difference. <laughs> Indeed. As she's about to hit Darby, Darby does a firebolt. Cast a firebolt spell. Okay. Cast it. Do you roll for that? No, you got to read the spell. Oh. Hold on, let me find it. Thank you. And we will consult. And now we go for a rules look up break. Five second dance party. <laughs> Okay, make a ranged spell attack against the target. Roll so, your d20. So that would be your d20. 13. 13. <clears throat> With 18, you do strike the half-orc who tried to intimidatingly raise their mm-hmm. hand at you because you judge them for, their, <laughs> for how well they speak common. <laughs> and to your damage... Eight. <laughs> she, okay. Uh, so Biggin gets zapped 
by the half-orc wizard <laughs> with a flame bolt sh- sh- that flies out of the half-orc's um, fingers. As Biggin gets hit well in the chest with this flame bolt, Biggin stumbles back. She stands up. And she she looks at um, Darby. And she she bows her head a little bit. And she says, I need more provisions. And she heads off down the road to the Bathory. <laughs> Darby, <laughs> that was And she nice. is um, uh, walking quite slowly for how long her legs are. <laughs> Darby, that wasn't nice. Well, I'm tired of people intimidating me. She looks at him and like looks up at him and how tall he is, and she's like, "Not sure you're only intimidated one in this party." <laughs> <laughs> As and with that um, connecting moment between our two, <laughs> our two weirdly large and skilled sorcerer, well, mag- majors in the party, who feel sad and intimidated. <laughs> so. Thank you all for, for listening. Thanks to all our players uh, who, who make the game so evocative and amazing. And thank you to listen, to you, to the listeners. Uh, please remember to rate and review us if you enjoy the show and share it with your friends, your enemies, your family, your non-family, your dogs. I mean, I'm sure they have ears too. And they also enjoy a good story. Give them potatoes that are boiled. <laughs> Wait, I'm not sure if that's good for dogs. Don't give your dogs potatoes. <laughs> give it to the humans. And um, thanks to Central Central City Comics for helping us out with the equipment. Their link is in the description below. And remember, you can follow us on all the social medias at dumdumdive, without the B, just the D-U-M. And you can email us if you have comments, questions, or queries at dumdumdivepod at gmail.com. Thank you to Tristan, who is our wonderful sound engineer and our producer, who will make my sound effects amazing, especially that other one, we do. (laughs) and to Vid who does all the amazing music in the podcast thanks for listening and having a most amazing week of roleplaying and that's what bullies get a flame bolt to the chest yes